listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. We, uh, this is episode 56, episode 56, WandaVision, uh, WandaVision review. We are reviewing a TV show for the first time since Lovecraft County, uh, and really for the first time in full since, uh, Tiger King episode way back in the day. That was one of our first episodes. And then we also, when something's a cultural phenomenon, we got to review it because we also reviewed, uh, you. Season one. We yeah, never did season, season two. Yeah you season one back in the day so uh yeah welcome in people on youtube late night youtube edition uh guys how we doing jake just woke up from a night nap that's right <laughs> night nap. <laughs> per my wife's suggestion because i was like i'm gonna fall asleep right now she's like just fall asleep for an hour set an alarm and i did and then i snoozed my own alarm at night <laughs> you're just <laughs> going you're just gonna go through you're just going through dude i'm i had the worst apparently so I need to be at work at eight. And because my desk is 10 feet from my bed, I wake up at like 7.45. <laughs> but if I, if I just leave the alarm at 7.45, I will snooze it for 30 minutes. So I snooze from 7, 7.15, 7.30, 7.45. And usually around eight, like I can shuffle out. My fiance will literally love you, Caitlin, love you to death, but she will literally just not hear an alarm. She'll get up out of her bed to turn off her alarm. That's on the other side of the room. You know, that trick where it's like, put it on the other side of the room. She'll get up, turn it off, not realize she got out of bed and go back to sleep. Oh, wow. Damn. That's, that's a lot. Yeah, I know. That's dedication of the craft. That's it. It's crazy. I, I've never seen anything like it. Have you seen those alarms that you have to like do math to turn off? Fuck that. Those. Fuck that. <laughs> you can throw the, you can throw them across the room and like they it still will not snooze. The only way that you could actually snooze it is do like a easy math equation, but it, like if you're asleep you couldn't do that. I guarantee obviously. you I, Caitlin's really good at math. I guarantee you she's going to do it sleep. <laughs> I, I would do it too. Like I'm very good at math and I would probably be like the square root of 24, done. Back to sleep. We're out. <laughs> we did it. We did it, gang. All right. How's everybody doing? We're already late. How's, yeah. Let's keep it going. Good. Okay. Chilling. I watched Chilling. The Bachelor finale, which was ass. Matt James is the worst Bachelor in recent history. Just, just trash. Just Rachel's trash. Everyone's trash. This sucks. I've been watching Last Chance U uh, basketball oh. season, and it's phenomenal. Ooh. Speaking of TV show, I've been on the Nick. It's on uh, HBO. Oh, great show! It's a really good show. I I couldn't get through it the first time, but right now I'm I'm almost done with season one. It's HBO Max doing some good things. Yeah, I just finished uh, the flight attendant on there today. Oh yeah, how is it? That's exactly my kind of bad TV. Like <laughs> nothing anybody does makes any fucking sense, but like you just can't stop watching it. It's one of those shows. It's kind of like you. Man. 
weirder. Not not to take anyone's first round draft pick, but I cannot get behind Qu- Kaylee Cuoco just because she agreed to be a part of Big Bang Theory. I refuse to support anything she does. That's called a deep tease, folks, because uh, we are doing a sitcom draft at the very end of this, considering WandaVision just uh, stole all of their material from old sitcom. No, I'm kidding. It was really well done. Um, but yeah, we're doing a best sitcom draft where Dexter's going to draft Frazier in the first round. Frazier's a banger. He's going to take Frazier in the first round. And it's gonna be- I, wouldn't t- I wouldn't take it first round, but it's a banger. And then it's going to be a stumble to see who gets cheers next. Right. <laughs> All right. So let's get into it. WandaVision. Let me read uh, the synopsis really quickly. Good luck to you. Yeah. Look, uh, according to IMDb, uh, blends the style <laughs> of classic sitcom with the MCU in which Wanda Maximoff and Vision, two superpowered beings living their ideal suburban lives, begin to suspect that everything is not as it seems. Um, 2021 series, the first of the Marvel Disney Plus shows, rated TVPG, as you would expect from the Mouse Overlords, 8.2 on IMDb, uh, created by uh, Jack Schaefer. It was all directed by one person, too, which you don't normally see for a TV series, but considering... Mm -hmm. It's only one. Uh, it's only one season, like they just said. That's it. Uh, it was all, I think, written and directed by Jack Schaefer. Uh, of course, the Hat Man, Kevin Feige, is there as well. Uh, stars Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany as a giant. Uh, I was going to make a porn joke, but I'm not. Uh, Paul Bettany as <laughs> a giant supercomputer. Catherine Hahn, who everyone was thirsting over, actually. That's right. Uh, Tiana shaking his head violently. No, I don't get it. Not everyone. Screw you, Florence Pugh. We're now hashtag supporting Catherine Hahn. Look, she's she's great, man. I'll I'll say that. Uh, But I was, I I for one, she's great in the role. I didn't understand the thirst. I for one was thirsting after uh, Tiana Paris. Paul Bettany. Now we are fucking talking. Say out of Paris. Oh, that is a gorgeous woman. Oh my yep. god. All right. Don't want to get too weird on this podcast, but also Kat Dennings and uh Randall Park as Jimmy Woo, who became a viral sensation on TikTok. Those are some of the best TikTok. This was not the biggest, this was the biggest thing for several weeks. Mm-hmm. Dominated Twitter, dominated TikTok. Mm-hmm. And of course, it was, I think, by any metric, the most watched show on the planet um i mean what else are you gonna watch what what weekly episodic tv are you gonna watch yeah i mean nothing's coming out really everything else is either all streaming at once disney plus man they figured it out by doing this tv thing you know this whole tv thing by doing it episode by episode geniuses I don't know. I hate how it, but I hate it. But the decision makes it. so much sense. Oh, I hate it. They got Dude, to be I the love center it. of con- They got to be the center of conversation for seven weeks. Nobody gets that mm-hmm. anymore. It makes it so much better. I feel nine like weeks to watch no, it, it does not. week by week. No, it doesn't. Give me all of them. Give me I the want to mainline them. Yes, you gotta let it build. You gotta. Yeah. I'm, I'm with Dax. But by letting it build, <laughs> they the... shit on all Marvel fans. Is what yeah. they did. Because the back end of that is that. If yeah. you choose to binge it over a weekend, like if they dropped it on a, I don't know, if they typically followed the, the standard drop of like a Thursday, by Friday, 6 a.m., spoilers are everywhere. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. 
they dropped the whole season. Like it would be, the show would be ruined. And the whole concept of the show is like, what's really happening here kind of thing, which really lends itself to stretching it out and letting people debate and argue about what's actually happening in the show. And then, you know, I have not been YouTube in videos. conversations of this like discourse magnitude since Lost. Yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones for me, but yeah. Well, but see, like I thought about that, but everybody kind of had an idea of where Game of Thrones was going just because the source material was there, Sam's tombs or something. So it was more just projection of theories rather than like, because we all knew where it was going to end. Whereas like nobody knew what the fuck was going with WandaVision. Yeah, and I feel like people came in to Game of Thrones like in waves. Like mm-hmm. you had some I people did. that were there the whole time yeah. and then like some yeah. people showed yeah, up like later and later and later on. But WandaVision, it was like everybody was on like immediately because it's, it's Disney Plus. Like, and people were worried that, and I don't think Disney will ever admit this, but they had to have been like, because this wasn't supposed to be the first show. Yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, I think it was supposed no. to be Falcon and the Winter Falcon Soldier. Falcon was going to be first. And yeah. uh, Black Widow movie was supposed to come out before this. Yeah. And so they had to be a little bit worried about two sort of tertiary characters to the MCU that up until that point, uh, people like, like, uh, Tej and myself have been like, "Fuck Vision! I don't give a f-, you know." Like but- nobody liked Vision. Like they ain't nobody like you, Vision. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nobody gave a fuck about Vision. I, he was, I was so very, whack in, I was in very vocal War. about like I was not watching this show. I was not gonna watch the first couple of weeks. I did not watch because I was like, I don't care about Vision. I only remote. I only kind of care about Wanda. I'm not watching a whole show dedicated to these tertiary characters. And then everybody's like, no, you need to be watching this. And I'm they glad shamed that you into watching it. They did. They shamed me. And I after three weeks of watching everybody on the timeline have so much fun without me. I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna let this happen. I'm 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 in. So uh I was an, a late adopter, but I'm glad I finally got there. And I don't think it's anything to do with like Paul Bettany obviously is a great actor. Um and one and of course Elizabeth Olsen's starting to be that next one of the next people. She's only what 32 33 but um paul bettany obviously has been around for forever and he's really great it's just how bad that they nerfed his character throughout the series that all of a sudden we're supposed to be like we care about his emotions like he got got cooked he was his ass kicked he was in a random relationship none of us cared about they didn't talk about it all in the movies and then, mm. like, he died. And we were just he's like, wearing he died sweaters. Twice, okay? He's wearing he sweater vests. He died twice. <laughs> he died. They brought him back and he died again. <laughs> At that point where he died twice, it was like bring a paper bag over your head when your football team is bad. I was like, you know what? This vision thing. I'm not I'm off this guy. Like, he died twice. Hashtag and they brought him in in Ultron as he's supposed to be this all powerful thing, which he is in the comics, but. And I'm, we're not gonna. By the way, if you're watching this, going like, "Will in the comic books?" No, sorry. It. Uh, we just we don't. Fuck that. We don't know. We don't know, and we're not gonna. Amazing. Really do that much speculation, uh, because obviously Marvel doesn't care about the comic books that much either. Um, we'll get into that here in a little bit, but uh, yeah, this was like the most watched show in the world. Disney knows that they have all the IP. So they know that they can release it weekly, week to week because they have us by the balls. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it got pretty good reviews on top of everything else. 91% Rotten Tomatoes, 81% audience score, which that was kind of 
downgraded a little bit and and initially the imdb score which is an 8.2 was low because people didn't were expecting bang bang shooty punchy superhero stuff and they didn't get it and so they were upset all the neckbeards were upset about that and uh or not neckbeards were upset about that people casual marvel fans were like i don't get it (laughs) which is okay (laughs) Uh, and then the neckbeards were mad at the very end of the movie or end of the series. But we'll talk about that in full. Uh, Tej, you had to be shamed into watching this. Go ahead, give it a give it a quick review, and we'll go to go down the line as this were like a bit like a huge movie, I guess. Uh, I would give it an A. I really enjoyed it. Uh, the you know obviously in the finale you're expecting some shooty shooty bang bang type stuff. That was my least favorite part of the whole thing. Like, I really enjoyed the what is happening. Something's not quite right about this scenario kind of experience of just seeing. I'm a big sitcom fan. I love sitcoms. So just taking us through different decades of sitcoms, all of which I have seen or at least have reference points to, was just super cool. Just it was just something different. It was just something that was completely different than anything I've ever seen. I really enjoyed the ride. Uh, I thought Elizabeth Olsen did a great job. They kept us on our toes. The theories were just as fun to go dive into and talk to people about as the episodes were themselves. The, uh, oh my God, what's happening? Who's Who are they integrating? How does this play into the larger MCU universe with the films? That part was just as fun. The conversation was fun. I definitely give it an A. I tr- really, really enjoyed it. They did a great job. This did a couple things. This one tickled the memberberry itch of remember Nick at night? Like it did it did that and it also uh did a good job of just keeping you interested. And that's all Marvel knew they had to do, especially right now. They didn't they didn't have to and they I don't necessarily know if they did land the plane in some huge miraculous way. They just had to they just had to keep it moving forward. And they did it with something different. So anyway, Jake, go ahead. Um, along those lines, like, I mean, I would be an asshole if I said I didn't enjoy it. And I'd be a liar because obviously I did. I took part of it from day one. I enjoyed the speculations. I enjoyed the community that it built. Um, it brought in people that give no shit about the comics. Uh, an actual interest in the background universe and the fact that Wanda and vision have been nerfed multiple times and have had their entire stories changed and morphed at one point in time wanda was actually the daughter of magneto and that might actually be the current canon right now anyway um so like from just an outside perspective it brought people in it was more interesting whereas like the mcu movies were pretty contained universes they all kind of contributed to one larger story this was outside of it this was tertiary characters that we didn't fully get a background on so it, it, it made people speculate it made people interested um ultimately it was wanda's story every other mcu hero has had a story in a movie form she did not get one she was just vaguely introduced in ultron as having some godlike dream power um and then kind of just became a love interest that had one really cool moment in endgame and then immediately got curb stomped <laughs> so for her to have her own story told that's really cool i do agree the ending was kind of a miss but i it, it is of no fault to the show it is of no fault to the creators it's no fault to five year disney this was like fourth in the line of uh phase four releases we were supposed to get a black widow movie we were supposed to get um 
uh, Falcon, Falcon and the Winter yeah. Soldier. And then one other thing that I can't think of off the top of my head. Um, the ending wouldn't have been so much. I, I hate using the word letdown, but like a letdown to people if there was something leading up to this. But so, we were so starved for Marvel content that every it ran wild. <laughs> it well, it's not even that. So each MCU movie, if you look at them like our self-contained story, is that to contribute to a larger universe. If you watched, I don't know, Age of Ultron, and you've never seen an MCU movie before, you would understand immediately what's going on. You would have completed a story and you would have walked away. You would have been like, I can't wait to see what happens next, unless you were interested. But you would have not been left going like, who is that? What happened? What's going on? Whereas this one does leave you. And it's because at the end of every MCU movie, we get that little teaser at the end that connects the connecting thread. And this whole show had a bunch of connecting threads, but we don't know where they started. And I guarantee there's probably questions that will be answered when we get uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier in a month, three weeks, whenever. No, that's, that's this next week. week. This yeah. week, yeah, next Friday. Week, there you go. So I'm sure questions will be answered. I'm sure there's going to be stuff that's introduced when we get finally get the Black Widow movie and whatever that fourth thing was. I can't even think of it. Eternals. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there are tons of th- connecting threads to what was supposed to be released. And Kevin Feige has come out and said that he's very happy with the exchange of WandaVision being the one that kicks off for. But understanding, it was basically WandaVision, and then, like, a week later or two weeks later, we were going to get the next Doctor Strange movie. So this was just a continuation into that story. Yeah. So a lot of issues that people are having are they're just interjections of theories because it's it's its own standalone story that's connected to a universe that we haven't been introduced to and we're kind of thrown in media res there's stuff that's happening in the background that we missed is this becoming a game of thrones level where a subreddit is still going strong two years after the show ended just shitting on it i hope to god no no that is (laughs) the worst thing the amount of people still just going hard against game of thrones i'm gonna go join that game of thrones subreddit right now it was going off on Twitter two days ago. Real quick, my favorite thing about Game of Thrones season eight is how literally everybody on Twitter is like, oh my God, Game of Thrones season eight was so bad that we just never talk about Game of Thrones anymore. <laughs> Every two weeks, they're like talking no, we about, talk Game, about of Game, Thrones. Game of Thrones all the goddamn time. We <laughs> should still be talking about Game of Thrones. They gave Absolutely us true. five or six, maybe even six and a half incredible seasons which is not easy to do no the fact that they didn't stick the landing should not make me resent the show but as of yet i have not been able to go revisit because i'm just hurt i'm just like i'm just scarred by it the amount of like hate mail the dnd brothers get is ridiculous like those guys careers are being tanked by dude they lost a star wars franchise off the back of that shit like i mean people people began boycotting westworld because they made a brief cameo <laughs> what? I didn't even know that. Yeah, I had they made checked a brief, out on Westworld by that point, but they made a brief cameo in season two, and it was it, it was very on the nose because they show up with the dragon because it was supposed to sort of be a nod to medieval world, which shows up in the movies, not in the show. But they they show up in there, and immediately people are like, "Westworld's over. This is over because D and D is part of this. It's out. We're done with this." And that's there's like a section of Marvel fans that are like, "This show did not pay off. I didn't get to meet Mephisto." I didn't get a payoff where the X-Men were introduced. Right. I fantastic for like fuck you guys. They might it might be coming. This this came out Pietro of Pietro wasn't actually Quicksilver. That one yeah, I am. That one I, I am kind am. of upset about that. 
that one I am weird about because it's it's just a wild casting choice. No, they did that shit on purpose. They knew it's exactly so what that was. Yeah, they trolled the, the fuck they trolled out us. Of us. They trolled us just like Paul Bettany trolled us. And I don't. I think it's. I think it's a bit unfair to the show to say that they didn't stick the landing because we are comparing it to all the fan theories that we either wanted or heard about. Yeah, and I was going to talk about still, that. But there's still a pretty big reveal there. Now we know that it's pretty certain that she's going to be at least one of the villains of the next Doctor Strange movie. Like that's a big deal. That's a we, that's information that we have going into Doctor Strange. That now we know that there's going to be a Doctor Strange versus Wanda kind of storyline. We know that. That's a big deal, but it's like not as big as like, oh my god, Mephisto's on screen and like what we were hoping for. I just want Kevin Feige at the end of every uh, WandaVision episode, like D and D, being like, "Well, the, we didn't really know where they wanted to go." <laughs> yeah, we forgot. She just, she just forgot about the Iron Fleet. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. All right. Um, but I mean, it's a, it's an A. I just this is a, a great show, and and honestly, truly, I will agree with Feige. I think this is a great introduction into Phase Four because Phase Four is chock full of characters we either don't know anything about or never gave a shit about in the comics. And the one good thing MCU has always been good about is finding tertiary and forgettable characters and making them very important. So this is a great way to introduce Phase Four because we're about to get, you know, the Eternals and Shang Chi and a whole Loki universe that involves characters that we haven't met yet. So this is a really good way to kick it off. I'm so we thought excited. This, if we thought this was weird, Loki's going to be even more... Like, if people thought this was weird, I have a feeling that Loki's going to be even more confusing mm -hmm. and fan theory than, than this was, to be honest. Loki could be set up to where we watched four or five episodes and then we realized that no, nothing that we saw in those four or five episodes actually happened. Like, they yeah. could just... They could throw so many curveballs with that character and with that kind of, with with that setup, I cannot wait. And I don't even like Loki as a character. I hate him. But I'm th this WandaVision was gave me the brand loyalty that they want me to have. Whereas I was already gonna watch every MCU movie after WandaVision. I'm like, if you could make Vision cool enough for me to watch nine hours of him, fuck it. Like I'm just gonna watch all the shows. I'm gonna watch watch yeah. the Hawkeye show. I don't give a shit about Hawkeye. I don't care. I'm in. I have to see how it connects to the larger universe. I'm just exactly. gonna watch everything, and and that's what they really want. Like a She-Hulk lawyer series, like sign me up. Fuck it, yeah. sign me up. I'm in. Whatever. I, I will. I will never at least give it a couple our episodes. Mouse overlords ever. Exactly. Again. Exactly. A Harvey Birdman <laughs> twist, except with the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all MCU characters that work at a law firm. <laughs> oh my god! All right, Dex. We got two A's. I guess your third A. Let's let's do it. Yeah, I'm going to be the third day. I really like this show. I like it from the beginning, too. Like, when the first two episodes came out, I was like, I have no idea where the fuck this is going, but I am so on board, like, with all this sitcom shit. Uh, I really like that it's just, it's like just a bunch of filler, basically. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like what they did with Rogue One in the Star Wars universe, where it's just, like, an entire movie to fill one plot hole, like, they just did that with a TV show for WandaVision because, like, had they just gone straight to Doctor Strange 2 and she was, like, an evil villain or whatever, we'd all be like, what the fuck? But how do we get there? How do we How do we get there? Yeah. Who's this they, white like, guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just fucking walked us through this, like, really cool backstory for Wanda, how she became the Scarlet Witch, 
how she was dealing with the grief of losing vision and like i really like it that it's like an exploration of that grief and stuff too for the show but like it's i just liked it man it was just good it kept me entertained week to week i was like looking forward to every friday so that i could like wake up early in the morning and watch wandavision before i went to work or whatever like I don't know. I just kind of miss that event viewing. Like binge watching stuff is cool. There's some stuff that I prefer to binge watch, like the flight attendant. I wouldn't want to watch that week to week. But stuff like this, you know, I feel like letting it breathe, letting people talk about it, letting people like build up their own fan theories, even when we're just absolutely wrong, is is good and fun. And we should have some of that. Like I don't want to watch every show that way, but shows like this. I, I think it works really well. It shows like the Mandalorian and stuff like that too. So I appreciate Disney still doing that. And yeah, it was, it was just good. It was just fun. I mean, team time out, but shout out to Disney for taking entire series that people will die for and taking tertiary characters that either didn't exist or are so meaningless it doesn't matter and making huge fandoms. Mm-hmm. Like the biggest TV shows in the world right now, WandaVision, The Mandalorian, yeah, the 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 thing that had like five seconds of screen time in Star Wars universes. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, we're gonna make a show about that. It just lets you know how thirsty we are for IP, and it just really makes me really upset of the current state of the DC universe because it's like, if if you if if you can make people really interested in a story like The Mandalorian, which is fucking awesome, and it's literally a character that you hang out with for. 30 seconds in, a, in the Star Wars original films. Like, if you're able to draw storylines that go that deep oh. into these universes and fans are going to be with you for it, like, you you have you have unlimited brand loyalty. Like, people will watch any story. The next Star Wars thing could be, like, a show about the fucking those little furry animals that you when you're on indoor. It's like, oh, cool. They're like, making it out of the guy that died in Rogue, Rogue One. That's the next Star Wars thing. It's, it's like it's yeah, like it's, it's infinite. It's infinite the the ways that they can take this thing, and it's like it's so cool, and especially with the with the MCU, I think it's so cool that the movies could set up these larger, bigger bads, these larger, bigger battles, and the shows can just feed plot points into these films, mm-hmm. and so they're gonna make it so that you know if you don't watch these shows it would be easy to catch up because if you Genius. read like a summary of WandaVision, you can read a summary of WandaVision and understand everything that's going to happen in Doctor Strange too, right? Probably. But also, if you wanted to take the whole ride, you could literally watch WandaVision, have even more information, and then go right into Doctor Strange too and be like, I know exactly what's happening. Here. It's a genius it's marketing so cool. ploy by the people at Disney, and they have gotten 100 million subscribers off the back of people not wanting to miss out. Quite literally, it's 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 the whole when they announced like these series matter to the rest of this shit. Everybody's like, "Fuck!" Like I gotta <laughs> gotta pay fifteen bucks, like or however much Disney Plus is alone. But you know, you had to brand, watch brand loyalty. I got the Hulu and uh, ESPN Plus bundle. You had to watch a ten episode arc about the founding of the Cantina Band and how they went. Note was off. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a Beatles situation where they have to like go door to door and be like hey do you know any of these like weird instrument chords okay you know a G alright we got this <laughs> but yeah like on your DC point they have like the superheroes like yeah like three of the, the probably five like most popular superheroes at least yep. like 
and they just can't they just can't get it right like people are so thirsty for superhero content or like any ip that we know really like they're so thirsty they're gonna watch a fucking four hours Zack snyder like fan fiction movie we're gonna watch that by the way yeah we're going to watch uh, that shit. y'all are going to watch that you're I gonna watch that pal one second of that film you're gonna he's watch just it gonna, he's just gonna watch the wikipedia article uh, but yeah, and they just can't fucking pull it off. Like, how do you make a Justice League movie that only makes, I mean, only, but only makes $600 million when, like, these are the fucking superheroes? Like, when Captain Marvel's making a billion, you know? Captain I mean? Marvel's doing a billion. Crazy. Fucking Endgame's doing, like, 2.7. Like, and, uh, I mean, to that point, I remember sitting in Infinity War when we get that that final scene of um, oh shit, Sammy J's character I can't think of his name right now, Nick Fury, and he presses the pager and it, then it just briefly flashes the Captain Marvel logo. The entire theater freaked the fuck out. If you ask anybody, like if you somehow time travel back to whenever Iron Man came out in two thousand eight, if you just went around a poll and you're like, hey, do you know who Captain Marvel is? People are like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, and then. To fast forward this to the year when when did Captain Marvel come out? 2017? 18? 2018. And like suddenly it's a household name. Like entire theaters are excited for a character that didn't even matter 10 years ago. The okay, so my quick review. Um I just I, I give it an A minus. I think that I think they they could have stuck the landing better other than big big time, you know, to take a line from Deadpool, like cgi superhero fight cgi fuck fest like superhero fight um like i think they could have landed that plane a little bit better did i enjoy it absolutely absolutely did i enjoy it uh could i have and i put on twitter people are going to be upset that the fan theories didn't cash out i needed them to maybe do one more you know what i mean just for me just, just for Royden. They could still be coming. They just might not be coming within that specific. Show. I know, I know, Some but it was still so, coming. They are, but it was so entertaining and well done and led up to that that I was thinking, like I got caught up in it too. I just didn't tweet my feelings about it. Um, that I was just kind of, oh man, like they could have, they if they would have had one, you know what I mean. It if they even got one allusion to the X-Men, I would have probably felt yeah. it. So, like, yeah. that's how much they had us by the string of, like, yeah. mm-hmm. if they really wanted to blow it out of the water. But uh, they, they probably see the long game of, like, we know what you're all expecting. You're probably going to get a lot of the shit. Because a lot of the shit that we're expecting has been announced already. We know the X-Men are coming at some point. We know the Fantastic Four are coming at some point. So it's like, that stuff's coming. It's like, when they actually give it to us and drop it to us is, is at their discretion. But it would have been, like... It, just a little drop of that would have made this an A plus for me. So I and, definitely understand that. And, and we we get caught up in the X Men stuff, but not for nothing. They or, or the Fantastic Four stuff, but they introduced mm-hmm. Tiana Tiana Paris as basically the person that like works with the Fantastic Four. She's a new superhero. We haven't yep. even really talked about that. We will talk about that. But uh, they introduce um, the new Vision as well. So he's alive. Like he's still around. They do all of that. I'm not quite sure that that uh agatha agatha's dead you know so it's there there's all these things and it sets Mm -hmm. her up to be this all-powerful being that we've always thought that she was be but i it was just a couple things that like i don't know instead of 
just having them crash through buildings and stuff like that leading up to the, but it is a superhero thing. So it is what I wanted to talk about for my review is, is that the integration of the sitcoms, oh. uh, the, the integration of Westview, um, <laughs> The integration of the sick. There were two black characters. <laughs> integration <laughs> of Westview. Uh, you took a very long time on on integration. I was like, so you want to talk about the two black characters? Where are we going here? The one uh, Asian character that uh, gets brainwashed. Um, Tough crowd. Tough crowd. The 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 integration of the sitcoms within uh, within that is charge your computer. Uh, I was gonna say I wasn't gonna say that on here, but I, I, my computer is about to die in like ten minutes, and I just realized I left my charger in Virginia. I just realized it, like as I went to go grab my charger from my bag. Well, we're gonna have to do the draft without oh you. Oh my god! So yes, do the draft without me. Uh, Godspeed. I'll just stay here until it cuts me All off. Right. But, but uh, yeah, that. Oh god, I can't believe I did that. Anyway. <laughs> this dude. The integration of the sitcoms, especially in the first early episodes of the them driving the plot por- uh, plot points home, even within the confines of is great acting one, but it's also incredible script writing that they're Super all just, amazing that they're also and that, and I noticed that for the first, I think, two episodes, especially because they have to be these just strange characters that we don't see in everyday life anymore. You know what I mean? And they really committed to the bit of of wow this is weird i love lucy dick van dyke sort of esque thing and they committed to that and elizabeth olsen was wonderful she was fantastic uh especially committing to that character and being confused by everything that's going on but still committing being committed to everyday modernity and life and like vision going to work like what is this? Why did I have to, where am I here? You know what I mean? And that just gets you like rolling. Like, how did they get here? What happened? And, but then being committed to the bit and being committed to being in those actual sitcoms instead of worrying about what's going on around them was so, I, I appreciated that so much. It was awesome. And it kind of got less and less as we went on which I was unfortunate because I would have liked to have seen more of the stuff with like the modern family episode. And so I would have liked to have seen more of that. And it kind of got more superhero-y as it went. But yeah, that's my Combining something like the way that the older sitcoms detailed sex with the fact that Wanda has to have these kids, but obviously we're in a Disney show, so they're not going to have sex, but like their beds are separate. Then they bring the best together. It's like they're literally playing on the parts of the genre that are that are like okay we have to get one of these kids we have to deal with sex in a kid's show how are we going to do that oh we can literally just do it via the format of sitcom and do it in the same way they would do it but we know that they didn't have sex to have these kids because a business robot but also b that's not where these kids come from and the fan theories are a lot of them are centered on where these kids actually come from and so they it's like having that level of familiarity with the genre of sitcoms mm-hmm. but also knowing how to play that in the show it's just I agree with you, like genius screenwriting. They just did such a great job with it, man. I can't wait to go back through and watch again. I'm sure I'm going to watch again here soon. And their ability to be able to, within those first couple of episodes, uh, sprinkle in the Easter eggs of of like Jimmy, like talking over the radio or or some of these things of of uh, the, the woman when the guy's choking 
being like that was genuinely frightening when, yeah, when she was true. like when she was like help him and she was like crying and laughing at the same time um that was great and and just the the ability to sprinkle in those but within the first two episodes just committing so hard to we're gonna finish out this episode of a television show because nothing has gone wrong quite yet and they do a whole talent show and just all of these things and it doesn't even get to any of the superhero stuff but there's something in the back of your mind like who was just talking to her on the radio i want to know what the fuck that was mm-hmm. what was going on uh, not to mention the commercials the little commercials yeah but we know those are easy easter eggs it's just like Obviously, they've been doing this Easter egg thing for a long time in the MCU, but putting it in the format of a TV show week to week, is just, it's mind-blowingly good. Like, you get 30-minute YouTube videos about people finding Easter eggs, hundreds of Easter eggs in every episode. It's like, how can you not enjoy? They're such, they pay attention to such detail. It's like, how can you not enjoy them presenting all that to you and you just going back and realizing you missed a million of them, but also, even if you're not a comic book fan, like, you caught a couple of them. Some of them, like, oh, I caught that one. Oh, I didn't catch that one. It's, it's like there's enough for everybody. There's enough for the super duper comic book nerds, and there's enough for the casual fans who've seen all the MCU movies. It's like a little bit of something for everybody. Quietly yeah, ignore the, like all of ahead. that like Easter egg fan theory shit and still just like the show. Like there's just there's just here something here for everybody. It's just so dope to me. I I you know, and I think that's why people didn't quite like the first one, the first couple of episodes initially because or like casual fans didn't because they were like what is going on here if you didn't read or hear anything about the show like if you didn't know it was based on old sitcoms which i thought it was a brilliant way to do it by the way because the the argument about some of the marvel movies some of the introductory marvel movies especially is their cookie cutter mm-hmm. there you fight a big bad oh he dropped oh damn we'll miss you right. we'll miss you r.i.p the 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 thing about that is you fight a big bad you uh you figure out you have powers and you save the day at the very end there's some comedy sprinkled in between it with this this opened the door for them to do whatever they wanted so and it really gave them the license to be like hey we're about to get really weird hope you're ready I mean, they've, they've had that license for a while. Yeah, but like, like the weirdest is Guardians of the Galaxy. You know what I mean? Which is fair. pretty standard sci-fi fodder. Yeah, it's like they pick weird characters, but they don't do anything like weird with the genre. Like, yeah. Really. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah like WandaVision I mean- is just like a different a different like sitcom style every week for a superhero show like nobody else is doing that shit uh, so while we're here we need to talk about the cinematography or i need to and you guys can listen because fuck you <laughs> <laughs> this is my five minutes i give you yours no uh cinematographer jess hall did a fantastic job but if you care nothing else understand the very first two episodes at least the first one for sure is a four by three aspect ratio for the majority of it oh Especially, yeah like, the last two minutes they made you sit there with your 16 by 9 aspect ratio TV and suffer through a, a, a square frame and you enjoyed it. You didn't even care. There were giant ass vertical black bars on the side <laughs> of your TV and you just went, okay, that's fine. I'm living with this now. This is my life. Well, you know, it's funny, even if you're super young or say you didn't grow up on TV, like literally all of us did, mm-hmm. but 
and you didn't watch Nick at night or you didn't um, ever see Gilligan's Island or I Love Lucy, your name a show, uh, just that came on at like five in the morning. Um, yeah. It played all night, literally. The, yeah, yeah. The, thing, the thing with that is there's something weirdly familiar about it. It's comfort food. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know. I, it is, it is, feels like comfort food. We might be just something that is, uh, it's something that I just know. Yeah. Which we're, is so we're, weird. We're at the tail end. Like everybody in our age is at the tail end of, of those groups because we watched it with our parents. When you grow up, you watch whatever your parents are watching and they would watch old shows. Just as I imagine once I reach my fifties and sixties, I'm going to be sitting back and watching WandaVision. Cause like, Hey kids, remember this? It was a big thing for me. <laughs> uh, so like yeah you, you grew up watching the reruns you you grew up watching dick van dyke you you felt comfortable i mean the fact that they sat and recreated the actual dick van dyke set is very cool and it, it's comforting like you immediately walked into that house and you're like okay she's doing bewitch things i understand the reference i understand the twitch of the nose i the layout of this house it feels very familiar like it was a very bold choice that was comforting I don't know. Yeah, I just I, Dex, did you grow? Did you grow up on? Because uh, I had an older sister that would wake up in the morning to go to school very early, and and she would watch. She would turn on Nick, and it would be reruns of I Love Lucy and Gilligan's Island and things like that. Did you ever like experience like an anything? Is, the way you're describing this is she woke up at a weird hour that was different than everybody else. Well, she did. I mean, she went to school earlier than we did when we were kids. She was like seven years older than me. So she was going to high school when we were oh, going okay. to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was going to school at three in the morning. <laughs> She's a coal miner. <laughs> Cross country runner. got to be outside. Yeah, like, fuck fucking that. running Ugh. at 4am and shit. But yeah, no, I like, I'm like vaguely familiar with all of those like older shows. Like I love Lucy and uh, the Dick Van Dyke show and all that stuff. Cause like you kind of have to be just consuming as much pop culture as i do but i never really like actually watched those shows but like it's kind of impossible just not to run into like an homage to i love lucy or whatever like fucking fairly odd parents was doing i love lucy episodes and True. shit like growing up so even Walmart. if you didn't watch Wanda, those shows, you're still you got some familiar. explaining to do i mean if if they just let paul bettany do a cuban accent we're done here really? it's over Yikes. Um, um, no, but along those same lines, like while we're shitting on the DCU, what would they have done in this situation? It would have probably been green and blue screen. If you like, let's just sit down and recreate the Dick Van Dyke show. Like, let's just do it digitally. It will make it look a little bit more epic and, and gritty. They, they shot the first episode in front of a live studio audience. Granted, paid actors, not real people, but there was a live studio audience and they really did it as 26 second or 26 minute takes. As if really? it was a real, sh- it, was, it was a real uh, show with three cameras, and they painted. Vision was not when he was in his vision skin when he wasn't just Paul Bettany. Vision was, like was actually, blue. yeah, he was blue because that fa- that falls in the grayscale. Maroon doesn't. Like that is a dedication to the craft. Even all the lighting were big ass tungsten lights that were used in studios. Like they they basically really did shoot a 1950s sitcom exactly how it is. Granted, they use Alexa LFs, which are current modern day studio or uh, cinema cameras but i mean everything else was pretty much down to exactly what was done you know what's crazy is that that these shows do have movie budgets like lower end superhero movie budgets but they do have they do have movie budgets which is insane bananas 
And in the commitment from, I mean, they got money to blow, but the commitment from Disney to be like, sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, you know, we, we talk about the, the, the Disney having us by the balls, but it, they, there has to be something said about how committed they are to being like, we did this for you. You know what I mean? Like we, that that amount of work, like, if you've had any hand in like any sort of controlling a group of people and trying to produce a product, if you've ever been a part of a group project, you know, it's hell. Imagine sitting around at a production meeting. They're like, no, we're actually going to use almost all the equipment. We're going to set up and run an entire show exactly how the 1950s. And everybody's like, okay. And we're only doing it for our viewing audience. This contributes nothing to anybody else. Like this is just wasted money. We're doing it because we built this universe and this is the, this is what our viewing audience expects. They could have easily done this in post. They could have easily green screened almost all of this, but no. Yeah, they were like, for this 30 minute part of this Done. TV show, we're going. In an episode that really does nothing, it just recreates a Dick Van Dyke scene with a bewitched flair. Mary Tyler Moore. Mm. <laughs> anyway. I, I, I think that, that this is, can we talk about, okay, real quick. The production design is awesome. Especially the, especially the, um, the, the scores and the, the, the outfits and everything else true to form. The, the, my favorite is, uh, besides the early black and white stuff is the, um, Malcolm in the middle episode. Yeah because it just hit something in my brain where mm-hmm. I was just like, Oh, Oh my God. <laughs> it was like, what was that? Just something about it. it. It was, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. It was just, it was Wanda in that Scarlet Witch costume. Yes. What it was. Well, yes. <laughs> yes. That's it. Yes. Yeah. No, no, we can end that. Yeah. Um, I think that, uh I think that I think the production design and and the them getting everything right with how these shows went and knowing what they were doing with with these shows like that looked like it was filmed in the 1990s that that touched the hey kids do you want gushers like that <laughs> that touched yeah. that in my brain and I was like oh shit is is Brian Cranston about to appear on my screen right now? Like, yeah, you can tell that they really, like, really, really liked those shows and understood what about them worked uh-huh. for each single, like, each thing that they paid homage to, except Modern Family. I don't think they really mm-hmm. did Modern Family that much justice. But other than that, like, everything else, you can tell they love those shows and they get why other people love them. And they pulled all of those, like, pieces out of those shows and put them into WandaVision. Real quick, what was your favorite um, sitcom that they that they went off? Of? Like, what what was your favorite sort of homage that they uh, went off of? I probably got to go with Malcolm in the Middle too. Like, it just one, I love that show, and then two, that episode was just great, like because of the superheroy like developments in it. So, uh, I'm gonna go with 
episode three, which was the 70s, because those were sort of the TV shows I was raised on. And that was the exact sort of hijinks that showed up in a show, like the whole goose thing. That is the same bullshit that would show up in those shows of like, obviously this very loud and impractical thing is happening in the background and our protagonist has to deal with it. And the guest somehow is completely oblivious to everything. And, and you're just kind of watching this hilarious hijinks happen. Um, I, that was very fun. Yeah, I love the, the the early episodes just because of how committed they were. But like the 90s episodes, like I said, it, tick, it tickled something. I was just like, oh, I haven't. I, I had to go back and watch like old 90s commercials after. <laughs> after the spot. Yeah. <laughs> Beyblade. Um the uh <laughs> Oh my god. So have you had Tang in a while? No, the um the moment that this show like really turned though, like it was like oh yeah, like this is fire. Everybody needs to be talking about this was the episode where Darcy showed up. I don't remember if it was three or four, but like when they started like connecting it all back to the modern God, like, what a callback too. Thor 2 was the last time she showed up. Yeah, and like nobody really liked her all that much, I feel like, in Thor 2. But Afterthought. Yeah, and then she showed up here and we we're like, holy shit, it's Darcy. Look, yeah. look at my good friend Darcy. Let's go. Where Cat have you Jenny. been? <laughs> but yeah, Cat that th- at that moment I was like, oh shit, like this is this is so dope. Cause like at first she was kind of like, I don't, I don't really know what's going on. I'm interested in finding out. I don't know how this like connects to the rest of the mcu whatever if i just get to hang out with elizabeth olsen and paul bettany while they like do dick van dyke impressions like cosplay yeah but then like you connect it to the modern day like you're like wherever the mcu is now like five years from now (laughs) and like just just took it next level for me dude it was like now i get it now i understand why the show exists I'm so fucking excited to finish this shit and also for the rest of the MCU. Like it just like perfectly reset, perfectly resets the board. Like this combined with palate cleanser. Yeah. With this like far from home and uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm thinking about, but like everything else that they've done post end game, it like the MCU is going to be in a good spot. Like, we were all just kind of like, I don't really know, like, what they're going to do now. Like, we just went on this, like, 10-year journey with all these great characters, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it's not going to be the same. Now they're gone. And then they hit us with Far From Home, and they hit us with WandaVision. And it's like, nope, we're right back in. Let's go. 10 more take, years. Take my money. <laughs> um, I I think, you know what's you know what is funny is, is that they're always like, how would they get, you know, all these – the amount of money that they probably just threw at, uh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Darcy or whatever. Cat uh, Dennings. Cat, yeah, Cat Dennings. The amount of money they threw at Cat Dennings, like, had to be obscene for her, especially just like, just to be like, come. Is she doing anything? Yeah, well, she's I mean, not really doing anything. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, they, they even if she was like i don't want to come back and do actors are weird you know what i mean like i don't want to yeah. come back and do a like, character Idris like Elba, who doesn't want to come yeah. back like yeah, but, but i he, bet you they could, also had a real shit time <laughs> i bet you they could slap idris elba in the face with 30 million dollars he'll come back oh for sure if, if they told him he can he can do one dj set in the middle of production during a lunch break he would probably do it like i'll <laughs> 
I'll watch. I'll watch a. Uh, I'll watch a series about his MCU character. Yeah, Heimdall's MCU. Yeah. Show. I'm sure. I mean, um, it, the, the, but it can't be. It can't be stressed enough. They will get their way, which is so crazy, mm-hmm. and it's fun for me as a fan. But it's crazy for like the industry as a whole. Um, yeah, like we all thought Natalie Portman was done with this shit, and then here she comes. <laughs> they had to hit her with a check. <laughs> they did. It's uh, like, oh, well, you get to I get to work with Taika Waititi, and you know Chris is great and everything. It's like, but twenty million dollars. Yeah, I mean, or you could be a dumbass like Chris Evans and be like, I'm I'm going to grow. I'm going to expand beyond this. I didn't really have a successful career before this, but I'm going to finally do it. Or in the meantime, Sebastian Stan was like, no, keep me on this fucking ride forever. This is my only job. Please, please and thanks. Fucking. <laughs> Terrence Howard fumbling the bag big time. (laughs) Oh, biggest bag fumble? Are we talking about bag fumbles of all time? I we should honestly do an Iron Man episode because the amount of work it took to get that movie made is an incredible story in and of itself. Screen tests for those are awesome. Um, It exists like I think the first script of it exists in 1997, and it just supposed to be Tom Cruise. Yeah, and it got passed around for years. Tarantino was attached at one point, but again. Credit to this movie, or credit to MCU and Feige. Iron Man wasn't that important, <laughs> like in two thousand eight. Like he 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 was sort of a household name, but Spider Man and Hulk were holding the Marvel universe together. They're all anybody cared about, and the X Men. And then Iron Man just sort of existed, and so many important and even like less important people that were screenwriters passed on it because they're like, I'm not wasting my time on this. And now he's like the most important character in the world. Yeah, I mean, revitalized Robert Downey Jr.'s life. Um, well, that in a Burger King, but still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the thing the thing with this, I think, and we talked about it so slightly, is it, the thing that it did is we were always going to like Scarlet Witch. Eventually, she there was a clear path for her, especially after you saw her her mo- shining moment one shining moment shout out march madness uh in 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 game and there's always been the thought that oh she is the most powerful avenger quote unquote mm-hmm. there was always that thought that she can just kick ass beside you know her and captain marvel are they like they, like i said they have to nerf their powers to like to, to make get, it a movie <laughs> yeah to, to get it to work but there's always that path to her being who she's going to be later on down the line for, for vision. They nerfed him so hard. I keep saying that word, but they did oh, so yeah, no, hard that they made him basically like a TI 83 calculator. And, and then sent him on and then just killed him twice. So the biggest thing that they ever did was make us, like and it's credit to Paul Bettany too because I thought I thought he was fantastic. I really did. Um they made us re-like his character. Like that took some work. Yeah, they didn't make us re-like him. They made us like him for the first time at all. Because yeah, it, yeah. in Ultron, I I wasn't fucking with Mission. Well, I was like, okay, so they just have this all-powerful character now. I remember thinking that, like, okay, you know, like. What's the ca- what's the competition now? Yeah, it's like Adrian Peterson in his prime. Just hand him the rock. Like, what are we doing? 
I don't know. So they, they, and I think it's credit to Paul Bettany. He played a sort of vulnerable, confused character. That scene where they like with him and Wanda arguing and like, he's like starting to kind of slowly figure out that, you know, she's doing this and like something is wrong, blah, blah, blah. And they like, it like ends with them like kind of floating at each other, like about to fight. I was like, dude, Paul Bettany is in his fucking bag. Let's go. Well, in his bag, him talking to himself. Biggest cock tease this side of, you know, it, it, it this side of Alexis, Texas. It was <laughs> she, she's probably actually not, but the uh the 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 him talking philosophy to himself incredible impeccable acting i have to i was astounded by that scene and it didn't, nothing happened had you told me before this show came out that i would be fucking watching vision talk to a different version of vision about philosophy at fucking 3 a.m thrilled, like, thrilled. Yeah, just fucking riveted like i would have been like shut the fuck up no way yeah and Shout out to that guy for not dropping the bag because you would have to assume after doing all that makeup, being killed twice in Endgame, all that stuff, he was like, he had every right to be like, no, nah, I don't want to come back and do all this thing. He's like in the makeup chair, what, like six hours a day? Like, yeah, he probably could have been just like, hey, man, I just want to go back to doing voiceovers like I was doing in the beginning of this shit. Yeah, he wasn't ever supposed to be a part of this. <laughs> And, and then he's like, yeah, I'll agree to do the same character. Like, but I mean, seeing some of Paul Bettany's work, he doesn't really turn down much, but, but you know, they, he had every right to be like, I'm done. And then just be like, Nope. That's so good. All right. We, we got to talk about the whole Agatha Mephisto Agatha all the time (laughs) the fact that uh, let it go was written by that same person just makes so much sense I didn't know that holy shit did you not know that no the same person that wrote let it go and uh, into the unknown wrote uh, Agatha all the time the power that person has i think so let me let me look that up but yeah go ahead speak on speak on the agatha mephisto storyline if you will okay so i'm a dumb movie boy i don't know much about comic books i have no idea who the fuck mephisto was until people started like theorizing that mephisto was gonna show up and be the the real villain like that's running everything in wandavision or whatever but that always struck me as one of those things that like comic book people just tell you because they want you to know that they know that instead of it like actually being something that might happen in the show. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, we're not going to introduce like a brand new character in episode seven out of nine of this to be the fucking big bad for the right. show all along. But uh, yeah, when that Agatha twist happened, because I had like kind of stopped paying attention to fan theories at that point because I was just like, I just want to just want to vibe, just ride with it. I was shook. I was like, holy shit. How did really? she pull that shit off? Because like, you know, they have you, they throw you off like with that car scene with her in vision where she's like, looks afraid or whatever. And she's like, oh, Wanda, she's doing this. Oh my God, make her stop, blah, blah, blah. 
So when they like rolled it back around to Agnes being Agatha, again, a character I had never fucking heard of. I don't, I didn't read Scarlet Witch comics. I never gave a fuck about that. So it's actually Agatha Harkness. I was like, yo, what the fuck? The the person that wrote uh, Agatha all the time wrote, let it go, remember me, and into the unknown. The fucking power also it's agatha all along by the way oh, oh shit i keep saying agatha all the time <laughs> agatha all the time i i wasn't that shocked by her reveal um but i think i ruined it for myself probably i can't remember now but 90 percent chance that i actually ruined it for myself but i was more shocked that they, that she was it you know what i mean after i got caught up in the fan theories i did it but uh yeah i thought she was great i thought she i thought she played every character really really well i thought she was really really funny too and that's just katherine hahn katherine hahn's really funny but uh i thought she played every nosy neighbor best friend character to a t i thought i thought that was great she nailed that and also, it was just so fucking dark watching her, like, kill her mom and shit mm. randomly. <laughs> what a random scene. Yeah, shit was so fucking dark and unnecessary. Just started it off like, hey, remember the Salem witch trials? <laughs> what? <laughs> Agatha does, and she killed her mom. <laughs> oh, man. Jake, what did you think of Catherine Hahn? I know you want to get down in the get down. <laughs> I'm in love with her. She's fantastic and everything she's ever been in. Find me a bad Catherine Hahn movie. You can't. It's impossible. Incredible Stepbrothers performance. Incredible. Incredible. She carried that whole movie. There's no other good part of Stepbrothers. It's just Catherine Hahn. <laughs> Prove me wrong. I challenge you. Find me on Twitter. You're wrong. Um, Stay golden, pony boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> great bathroom fit. scene. Great favorite line. Um, no, I mean it, it was fantastic. I, I was there from day one that Catherine Hahn was somehow in on it because she appeared in every episode. She always was somehow was one of the only few outside members allowed in the house in this universe. Mm. It was like them, and then basically the boss and Kitty from. Uh, that 70s show were allowed in the house and then it was just Agatha so um, I always kind of knew that she was a big part of this that she was somehow in there and uh, basically by calling her Agatha immediately the entire hive train was like that's just Agatha Harkness so I went through the whole show after episode two being like she's clearly somehow in on it she's way too involved in the show she's also way too big of an actor Um, so yeah, she was great. I loved every part of it. I want her to marry me one day. I don't. She. I don't care that she's already married with a child. I think I have a shot. You don't care that you're already married. That's not important right now. Oh, <laughs> this one hyper specific moment. That's not important right now. I know we're missing a bunch of stuff. Um, we can go on and on about this, but we kind of been waxing poetic about an hour. the The biggest thing to me was that uh, Quicksilver was not Quicksilver which was crazy. I thought I thought for sure that they would have done that considering he had all the powers, first of all, and that it was just the same guy from the other universe. 
Yeah, I, I got to be honest. I, I don't I don't like being trolled like that. I, no. I just had not done that. Like, it was cool. It was fun. Ha ha, you got me, guys. But got a boner joke in there. Fuck you. Why would y'all do that to me? I mean, is Evan Peters really doing anything? Do they, they they probably offered him the Jonah Hill salary. They're like, this is the bare minimum we can give you. And he was like, yeah, I'm I'm just sitting at my parents' house. Let's go. Let's do this. Now, people love them some Evan Peters. But, like, I I just think that was one of the ones that they could have paid off where it would have made sense just to branch it. And they still could. Like, I, I still don't quite think that that's done. You don't you know believe I mean? that a puka shell necklace that's been bewitched is going to give you powers? I'm, I buy it. I'm there. All right. I, I, I just. How dare you not believe? I just think he's. Puka. I just think it's like they're not going to bring alien. They're not going to bring a Aaron Taylor Johnson back. You know what I mean? It, it would just make too much sense to bring a fan favorite from those movies, which he was, to back into it. I don't know how they do it now that they just played it off as a as a dick joke. But uh, well, yeah. it's it, it, it's just a pro way to introduce the X Men into the universe because Marvel, Disney Marvel, does now own the rights after buying all of Fox that's ever existed. Um, Crazy thing that we just don't talk about anymore. We don't like nobody. That was like something everybody was very excited for, like the MCU aspects of it. Nobody understood. They own everything. Everything. This. Every movie that you can think of basically is Disney now or Warner Brothers. That's all. That's all that Crazy. Is. Bananas. Like, just do a deep dive on all the distribution companies that Disney owns right now. Just, like, it is, it is ridiculous. Almost, basically, this Oscars, whoever wins Best Picture, ultimately Disney is going to win the Best Picture. Like, that is how much of this all-encompassing world they own. But um, that would have been that's a fantastic. Uh, that a fantastic way to be like, hey, by the way, the X-Men are coming. It might not be this phase. It may be phase five. It may be phase six. I don't know. We don't know, but hey, by the way, they do exist. And it's not like that's not uncommon knowledge. Like everybody knows the X-Men and the Fantastic Four do exist now. Like that, that is a part of their intellectual property. They don't have to have a Spider-Man deal with like Sony where things have to change hands a lot of times. Um, so that would've been cool. Like if Evan Peters was like, hey, by the way, here's X-Men, done. But no, yeah. it was a boner joke. Or if they had just like just not done that shit, just do literally anything else, and that would have been fine. They could have just let him go, and people been like, "What happened?" You know what I mean? Well, or just bring back Aaron Taylor Johnson, and then just make it be like, because you brought him back from the dead. Well, yeah, because Agatha does mention that necromancy is, is a very basic spell. That is something that couldn't be done. I bet they bring him back. He said before, like, you know, I don't know, maybe. You know what yeah. I mean? He's not doing anything. What, kick-ass four down the line? Okay, buddy. <laughs> uh, bring him back for Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, that would be wild. He's still married to Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. Let's just reconcile that situation. All right. Uh, anything else? I know we're missing a ton of things. Comment big nerds, do not get mad at us. We're going to do a full breakdown of the Snyder Cut. I promise we will, even though Teach says that he won't. We're, we're going to do it. It will. We'll have Rascal on to talk in depth comic books about that. But uh, anything else that we're missing? I know we're missing a ton of stuff, but uh, I think. Shout I mean, out to all the people who like just now realized that Elizabeth Olsen was. 
Oh my god! An Olsen sister, like where have Jesus y'all been? Christ, is that a thing? Are people like realizing? No, that? that was a real thing on Twitter for many, Jesus. many weeks. Yeah, yes. like every episode of the show, people were like, "Oh, I didn't know she was like sisters with the Olsen twins." Like, how did you not fucking know? There's like five Olsen kids. There's another sister, like a, a younger sister and a, a brother, I think. Yeah, but you know, Elizabeth won. It happens. Um. Yeah, I think I think it's great, man. I think it's a great introduction for these TV series. Can and literally only go up from here. Um. Well, actually, it could go down from here because this was so good. But I, I think I just think it was a great thing to introduce us to. Like, look, things are about to get weird. Yeah, and if they use Falcon and the Winter Soldier to like kind of tie up some of the like regular people shit that's been going on post snap. I think that'll be amazing too. Like I think it's a palette. I think Falcon winter soldier is a palette cleanser. Yeah. Like yeah. give us like some details about like how well, regular people are dealing with. I think black widow was the palette cleanser. Probably. Yeah. I think, I think in the same way that like far from home was a bit of a palette cleanser before we got into the heavy shit. Where it was like, hey, this is the last fun one. Now people are going to be snapped away. It's going to be very sad. Um, I think the same thing with Black Widow is be like, hey, this is our final send off. Like, goodbye. And also, by the way, um, Skojo is no longer a part of this. And here's Captain Winter Soldier. Yeah. She's coming back. They're gonna they're gonna pluck her out of the out of time in that movie. Eh. Colin Jost does not really have a job, so she does have to keep making money. Yeah, wasn't she like one of the highest paid actresses like ever? Yeah, <laughs> I say that Colin Jost is the head writer of SNL, but SNL is trash, so he doesn't have a job. <laughs> all right, top sitcoms all time. We do. Do we have a draft order? I, I'll hook us up. Vamp for. One minute. Just fill space. No, we're pregnant pauses. What? All right, I'll vamp. What? I'm vamping so we can make this. Stupid Are we vamping? I'm we vamping. vamping. Uh, I'm, I'm vamping if you vamping. We we vamping. We, we vamping. <laughs> we vamping. We vamping then. All right. We're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna do the drumline episode where it's like 15 minutes of pregnant pause. I still maintain that that episode was fun. Was it? Uh, <laughs> It is Dex Royden Teach, who we do have his picks. Yeah, we got his auto draft picks. Dex Royden Teach, Jake. Dex Jake Royden Teach. Oh, Dex Jake Royden Teach. It was the same order as last time. Really? Yeah. Take it up with our one sponsor, random.com. Random.org. So uh, let's go ahead and immediately. It's uh, Frazier off the board, so it's my pick. Uh, Yeah. Dex, Jake, Royden, Teach. We got to tweet these tomorrow because I think this will start some discourse. Oh, yeah. We're definitely going to tweet these. I will put them out tomorrow. Um, uh, I'm upset that I have the first overall pick because I feel like I got it. Hey. You know? This gives us one step closer to getting Roz in the podcast. Yeah, true. Yeah, shout out. I want. Let me check if she still follows me. I Which, by the way, I didn't follow. know Roz 
grew up was born in Waco. Yeah. yeah. Waco, that's why she follows Dex. <laughs> <laughs> Number one source of Waco information, Dex. Yeah. She still follows me. Let's go. Damn. But, um... <sighs> Do it. Okay. Make a, yeah, if I get... Choice. Take the Cosby show. Do it. Oh. Ew. <laughs> nah. Um... Let's see. First overall pick. First overall pick. What's the best sitcom of all time? This is going to be an impossible thing for me to answer. I'm going to just pick Seinfeld. Just cause Fuck! I mean, the show, I mean the show about nothing. I mean, it's it's the sitcom. Yeah. I, well, yeah. for me, at least. Do Some other people might many, pick other things. But. How many like failed shows tried to steal that formula of like, what if it's just like random humor? For, the like, only one to do it is one that I may try to take later in the in the but yet, is it, is it the failed seven episode John Mulaney series? Ew. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Seinfeld's just still fucking funny because it's it's just life. It's funny. There's really nothing in that show that ages it. Like even the technology, like it does age it a little bit. But like the outfits that, age it. Yeah, but yeah. Every, but everything in that show is still relatable to this day. To this. There are so many like situations that you're like, yeah, I've been through that, or like I understand what's happening here because the dating is- life in those shows is is probably the best, like most yeah. realistic. No, for sure. Even though it's out there, it is like George's dating life is probably the most like realistic sort of thing. Yeah, you can relate to it. It's funny. You actually like pretty much all the characters. Like, shout out to. Julie Louis Dreyfus, my fucking made fan. all those fucking people billionaires. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like one of those people is a racist and he's like <laughs> he has like five hundred million dollars. So we're watching uh RuPaul's Drag Race UK right now, and one of the celebrity guest challenges was Jerry uh Hollowell of the Spice Girls, but she just goes by Jerry, which I was like, I don't know if she's if that's if she's big enough in the UK to go by that. I don't know if there's any celebrity. In the U.S., I can go by a single name of Jerry, but I was like, "Hello, maybe, Jerry." Maybe Jerry Seinfeld could do it. Maybe if we just, oh yeah, take a poll. If you just say the name Jerry, be like, "Hey, celebrity Jerry, go." The first one it has to be Seinfeld. Is there any other celebrity Jerry's? Springer, <sighs> Tom and Jerry, Mayor of Cincinnati, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. All right, Jake. Follow up to that. I don't care what you think. I don't care that it hasn't aged well. I understand. There is some homophobia. I get it. But this is also the 2000s. We were in a very different time. I'm taking friends. Oh, no. What? what? Ew, that, that is not the appropriate response to that. Number two? Number two. Do you understand the cultural impact Friends Yeah, it doesn't make it has? a great show. I hate the cultural impact that Friends has. Because let me tell you about trying to date in 2021. You get on Tinder or Bumble or Hinge or whatever your dating app of choice is. And literally every girl that you see talks about how much they love watching the show Friends. They love eating pizza and they love puppies. It's like, oh, my God, can anybody do literally anything else besides watch Friends and eat pizza and like dogs, <laughs> and I get, I, I get. That. This I is like, somehow some of, friends' fault. There's yes, some of that the, you have shitty dating tastes. <laughs> there's some of the stuff with friends that is like obviously great, 
but oh, the, the the discourse around friends now is so it it's it's gonna be also with the office too it's starting to get there i just I, it's just not as funny as people think that it is and i don't want to say that i'm smarter than everybody else but yes like it's just it's just not funny like i just don't i've never laughed like it would be on nick and night all the time when that was what i did like it would be like the first like two hours of nick and night back in the day like when i was watching nick at night i just never laughed like i sorry to shit on like this thing that you love but we knew this was going to happen with this draft and i i assume my turn is coming soon but i i just don't like friends man sorry cool (laughs) defend your pick i will not i truly will not I mean, to be fair, people are people are going to like agree with you and think that we're we're shitty people who suck for not liking friends. One of the most important shows in my life, and I do not give a shit about any of your opinions on anything. (laughs) (laughs) I never have. I never will. Um, It's okay. They're all billionaires too. Like they won. Jake's so sad right now. Oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, my we number three draft would get contention. <laughs> my number three overall pick is it's bullshit. Uh, I don't what? Even know what it is? It's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we didn't even let him speak on it. Um, uh shit uh, oh god all right let's see it's always sunny in philadelphia number three yep put it out on the twitter graphic bet people like it well people love it, it doesn't make it a number three pick yeah it does okay <laughs> It is legitimately one of the funniest things that I think I've ever watched in my entire life. And it somehow continued to be the, like the longest running sitcom outside of Simpsons. Cool. Just say other people's picks right now. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see. Uh, Tej's pick. That would mean Seinfeld's off. He would pick Curb. Curb your enthusiasm. Which is a great pick, probably. I still probably. haven't seen it. Uh, I I hate it. Really? I legitimately hate Curb your enthusiasm. I truly do. Really? Do you like and Seinfeld? I, I love Seinfeld, but I hate I hate that Larry I, I understand that's not who Larry David is in real life, but I hate his character. I also hate shows that involve situations where people are just assholes for being an asshole. Sake. You're too nice. Yeah. <laughs> You're too nice of a guy. Uh, I just, it just never seemed that interesting to me. Like, it's I just Larry David complains about very uh, small things, mundane things. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like memes from it that I use all the time, like GIFs and stuff, but just never felt invested to watch the, the whole show. 
the pretty pretty good or the eh meme is yeah classic uh his second pick on the turn is martin classic yeah that's a good pick um my next pick is one that is gonna be pretentious people are gonna shit on it and i i'm actually kind of tired of it too myself but it's all time is the office Boo. i'm sorry dude <laughs> the, office, <laughs> the office is another one that i'm just like nah i'm good <laughs> i man it, it is it is great i think the discourse around it is the same thing as friends though it's starting to be the same thing as friends you know what turned me off to the office forever like I'm, I've never even like really like tried to sit down and like watch it all the way through or anything like that. What turned me off to it forever was when I told people in college that I was an HR major, and they always went like Toby. I'd be like, man, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that means. Nobody seems to like Toby, so no, not like Toby. Please fuck off. And I just never gave the show a chance after that. It's great. I still think it, I still think it's great, but it's also starting to get old. But I, I got to take it for Twitter, Jake. I'm taking The Simpsons. Nice. Better than The Friends. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> oh man, how long has The Simpsons been going on now? My entire we're on, fucking life. We're on season thirty-five. What? Yeah. It's still going. It'll never stop. Probably not. The day they end the Simpsons. No, we're on, we're on season 32. I overshot it by a little bit. The day they end the Simpsons is like the day that like TV is over forever. Like like actual TV. Like yeah, it's done. cable's done. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not good anymore. It's not, but still, it's one of the best shows of all time. You know what's funny is everyone is written for the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Some dude I got in a fight with on Twitter wrote for the Simpsons. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> I, I still go back and listen to that to see how shocked you were when that happened. <laughs> oh man. I didn't know that either that he did that shit because I, I don't I don't know anything about that. Was that, a, dude, but. that was a good pick. Simpsons. Uh Dex two picks. Okay, so obviously I have to take Frazier because that's my Nah. One of my favorite shows of all time. I I just fucking love Frasier. It it still holds up. It hasn't aged today. Like, What's Frasier's job gonna be when they return? Is he gonna host a podcast? Yeah, he's gonna be a podcast host. Yeah, <laughs> I, I fucking host a self help podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Frasier Crane podcast, sponsored by Parcast. <laughs> But yeah, Niles is one of my favorite TV show characters of all time. Like, I just, everything that Niles does is fucking hilarious to me. Roz follows me on Twitter. What up, Roz? I hope you're listening. Shout out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Yeah, she definitely listens to us. Come on the podcast and let's talk about Frasier, please. Royden won't slander it. He loves that show. Mm-mm. Nope. Please <laughs> come on, discuss your new film and Frasier again. Yeah, the Frasier reboot. But, uh, so yeah, uh, I have one that I'm not really sure what we're calling a sitcom, but it's like a TV 
comedy. We'll just go with it. Community. Uh, yeah, it's a sitcom. Okay, oh, cool. It, it is a show. Yeah. Jake <laughs> said it's a sitcom, so it's a sitcom. It does. It, it's a, I, it is a half-hour sitcom. I love the first three seasons of Community. Everybody says that, like, the later seasons are trash and all that, and, like, obviously they're not as good, but I still... I still enjoy them when I watch them, and I've seen Community. They're like fine, but they, there is a significant drop off. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a very different change after Donald Glover leaves, and then yeah. that final and season. And Dan Harmon, when Dan Harmon leaves too, yeah. But then we get the Russo brothers. He was they were in there from the very beginning. Yeah, but I thought they took over once Harmon left. Like they were officially like in charge once Harmon left. Yeah, it was some. I think weird, so. Yeah, mm, something but, like that. No, and then the community gets an entire appearance in Endgame. Yeah, yeah. all of them. Except, well, except for um, Joel McHale. <laughs> well, I don't think it was approached. Jillian Jacobs said that she was approached, but she didn't want to do it. Yeah, uh, I listened not? to an Let's interview with, with uh, Dan Harmon, or not Dan Harmon, with uh, Joel McHale recently, where he's like, yeah, I've never approached her. <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, at that point in time, I don't think Jillian Jacobs was doing i think she was doing her own sort of like because she's also like writing and directing so i think she was doing her own stuff and either didn't have time or just didn't care or didn't want to be associated with that and let it take away from what she was working on at the time and then joel McHale shows up for the fucking tiger king reunion on zoom <laughs> of course well, he's also owned by netflix because he basically took the soup over to netflix and that failed so joel McHale show I, I i think i think the first i will i i said this earlier but the first three seasons of the community are some of the most fun i've had watching tv i can't get past how boring season four is yeah that's fair i just love how like they play around with so many genres and like art styles and just random shit that they decide to do like they just do fucking claymation episodes for no reason and fucking like I cannot puppets. tell you how many people I know wanted to become wannabe cinematographers after the paintball episodes. Incredible, some incredible the, TV. Some of the best TV I've ever seen. Like I, ugh, fistful of paintballs. Just ugh. It gave Mwah. gave the Russo brothers clout to direct a, a Marvel movie. Basically. <laughs> All right, Jake. Wait, is it back to me? Really? Yeah. Dex got two? Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Fraser and community. Oh, Fraser. I forgot about Fraser. Uh where am I at in my life? Uh I'm going to take, and I understand he's kind of problematic now, and it's very weird, but it's still very important. I'm taking scrubs. Oh, okay. I thought you were going a different direction. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm> taking, <laughs> I'm taking the Cosby show. Yeah. I'm taking little Bill. It. Oh no. Little Bill. Wow. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm taking it in Scrubs. We hate Zach Braff because he should not be with Florence Pugh, even though Florence Pugh told us to stop making fun of their relationship because it's based on trust and love, but also very weird. Um, also, Donald Faison isn't doing anything. He's just living off those Scrub checks, and good for him. That man has like seven kids. Does he? He's got a lot. He yeah, had like two, he had two when Scrubs started. Another Scrubs Waco is, shout out. His wife is from Waco, so he'll just show oh, really? up in Waco f from time to time. 
and I met him at the Waco, Texas Roadhouse. No, you did not. Donald I definitely Faison? did. Yes. What? I think okay. the sadder portion of that statement is Donald Faison is like, yeah. Going to Texas bro. Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> because the looser implication is that there has been a Tuesday night where the Faison family was like, yeah, I guess we'll just have Applebee's. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Scrubs was great. There are, Scrubs is great. You don't know how many like important actors had like their very first like cameo or like acting work on Scrubs. Scrubs is also very fascinating from a standpoint on how to take a concept with no money and nobody believed in it and then suddenly turning into a huge thing. Also another show where the last season made no goddamn sense. Yeah, because everybody left. Uh, Scrubs Scrubs is awesome though because it kind of did the thing with the sitcoms. I mean sitcoms before this had done the serious thing. But taking taking like haha joke 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 and then all of a sudden like this is the most like 12 people died yeah you know what i mean so, i mean like yeah it, I mean, for it to be a sitcom but also to take on extremely serious undertones like i think episode four is where they're all dealing with the fact that one of their patients might die like the emotional uh impact that has as to, to be a doctor to be like to face the fact that you're probably going to lose somebody like how dark of them but like take it on under the chin so well well it's like one of the episodes one of the organ donors has rabies and all the organ donors die all the Mm -hmm. organ donees die like Uh, good lord and bill lawrence was also very important but this show gave bill lawrence blank check to do whatever he wants it gave us ted lasso listen to me right now we're all here together you're listening ted lasso's great get it the fuck off my twitter timeline I don't, <laughs> I he don't said it care anymore it was Brad's great. gonna be so mad at you we all watched it we all loved it tweeting about it 13 times a day stop it stop it brad it doesn't mean that he's tired i am i'm extremely tired but i'm also more tired of ted lasso still haven't seen it i'm i'm it's, entering, it's great it's great I'm entering Dex refuses to watch the office levels of Ted Lasso now. I love that show, but how many people are on my Twitter timeline talking about it? I'm like, I don't even care about the second season. The show's ruined. Yeah, I saw like so many people talking about it again today for no reason, just out of nowhere. Like, <sighs> My next sitcom is South Park. Oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Still I, I, think, I think the early... I think the mid seasons of South Park for like from like season five to about 10 or 11 mm-hmm. are some of the funniest commentary on everyday life that like through the Bush years and all that stuff, mm-hmm. some of the funniest commentary. What? I mean, it's kind of jumped the shark a little bit and it's kind of gotten a little old. Yeah, and- it, it, they've, they've, they went too hard in their own meta commentary about themselves. Yeah. And uh, obviously those guys are mega talented but like Mm -hmm. it it is the the middle seasons of south park everybody knows oh my god you kill kenny like Mm -hmm. even if you haven't seen the show or Mm -hmm. uh, it is the making fun of religions making fun of super like tom cruise trapped in the closet like (laughs) it, it, it making fun of uh uh not jeff bezos but uh who was the apple sage steve jobs mm-hmm. before he died like with the with the 
human centipede because you yeah. didn't read the terms and conditions is one of the funniest jokes I've ever heard in my entire life. During my AT&T battle like two weeks ago, do you know how many people sent me the I'm sorry meme? <laughs> so not- sorry, Kyle. <laughs> like so many people. It, I mean, it's it it's just incredible comment uh commentary and comedy it, it and i'll never get i'll never get o- over the uh the the lead into the book of mormon which they wrote which yeah. uh joseph smith was the mormon dum 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 <laughs> i mean also shout out just on the sideline to uh the mormon church pr team for immediately embracing that and turning it into recruiting tool yeah and putting it and putting a yeah. uh ad in their pamphlet yeah immediately accepting it like shout out like yeah good, good for them good on your pivoted hard yeah but i gotta go with south park so Tej will go with two picks here while the south park thing while you're reading that uh watch seven days to air the documentary about incredible the, it's on youtube they make they every episode is made in a week in a fucking week it's incredible well, like nine days but still they only miss one air date because California had like a massive blackout. Yeah. Um, I should have probably picked this one, but I'm a little drunk. Uh, fresh. Uh, <laughs> he picked uh, Fresh Prince. And I don't know about this one. Living Single. Living Single is it's it's fine. I wouldn't have picked it, but you know, you could have you could you could have skipped over Living Single and taken his best pick that's so raven yeah, yeah right in fact we're giving it to him you have <laughs> a special fifth round pick just so you can have that's so raven that's so raven all right so it comes back up to me i like the fresh Prince pick the fresh prince made will smith a star but it also man that show had heart <laughs> dude it was why just so why did you deliver that like you're in a had heart b-rated had heart football movie nick after school special it had heart um you're I, right though it did they did <laughs> right it did have heart Tort. um let's uh so i picked south park what do i go with here guys i can go mm. I got to go with, and nobody's going to like this because the last couple of seasons were not that great, but Arrested Development had one of the best immediate runs in television history. If you accept everything that Netflix, that happened before Netflix, great. And you just choose to ignore everything Netflix did, great. Yes. Arrested Development is some of the funniest TV in the history of television. Mm -hmm. Here, here's a dollar. Go see Star Wars. Go see I, I, every time see I, a Star Wars. I amongst every other American post that every every release day of a Star Wars movie. There is a there's always money in the banana stand. No, there is literally money in the banana stand. I have that on my golf bag on a pin. I blew myself. Mm-hmm. There are dozens of us. Dozens. Dozens of us. You know how many times I say that daily? There are dozens of us. Dozens, Michael. Arrested Development's one of the, I mean, top, like, we talk about, we talk about community, like, couple great, uh, Fox fumbled the fucking bag with that shit mm-hmm. so hard. Fumbled it harder than they did with Firefly. Come at me. I don't care. Firefly sucks. Okay. <laughs> God, that's like everyone's fandom you just came after. Okay. It's nine episodes of okay. 
Cowboy Bebop. Watch Cowboy Bebop. It had more seasons than the exact same goddamn thing. I love Cowboy Bebop. Anyway, Jake? Mm, that was really bad to me. Uh, I don't know if I should play from the heart or play. I'm going to play from the heart because. It's your last pick. So. Play from the heart. I'm taking I Love Lucy. Um, I realize that's a safe pick, but that's one of the most important shows to me. It is a show I watched with my mom growing up before I went to bed because uh, Nick at Night came on at nine central. Wow, it was, was the it first that show. early? Yeah, thereabouts. Because wow. my bedtime growing up was like nine thirty until I got to like high school. Um, but that that it was, was like eight forty five after that. <laughs> it was sometimes around seven. Um, sometimes I didn't have dinner. I had to go to bed. Um, <laughs> no, it, and I just remember that. I remember, you know, my mom being like, "All right, you get one more show," and it would always be, I'd be watching Nickelodeon because I was more of a Nickelodeon kid than I was a Cartoon Network kid, and it'd always be. I Love Lucy would always kick off like at night. And so I watched I Love Lucy with my mom. And it was like, it was the best. I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't understand the cultural significance. I didn't understand most of the jokes, but just like the memory of, of just staying up and watching it and feeling like I'm, I'm a part of something. Oh, it was, it was great. Also uh, significantly progressive. Yeah, it was extremely too. Yeah, I mean, she, she ran, I think they're making a movie about it. I can't, I, I, I don't, don't quote me on that, but I think they're making a movie about her life um, because she ran the studio mm-hmm. that produced the show. So she was she was significantly like a, a, an incredible figure. But um, yeah, that's a, even if you don't like even if you don't understand English, like that show plays, you know what I mean? Like because mm-hmm. the comedy is so good. Oh, yeah. And I love I, I mean, I, I agree with that pick because it's it's just so good. We we a significant lack of older picks in this in this track. Sure. But uh, but yeah, I love Lucy. I'm, I'm gonna give us a little bit of an older one here to All right, close. Go us for out. it. I'm gonna say Good Times with my final pick. Have oh. either of you seen Good Times? Okay. <laughs> I have seen Good Times. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I fucking love Good Times, and I like grew up watching that. Like I had, I think it was like the first season we had like on DVDs. So we would just put it on constantly. Like it would just be like playing while we were in the living room, whether we were paying attention or not. And yeah, I just fucking love Good Times. It's another one of those shows that has heart. It like teaches you a lot about like life lessons and shit. I mean, that's what all sitcoms do, but you know, it was just a really big part of my childhood. Obviously everybody loves like JJ and Michael and like all the characters and stuff like that are hilarious. Then you know you get your uh, your little darker moments, like when Janet Jackson gets burned with an iron. Damn. Um, yeah, who could forget? Um, or who could forget? yeah, who could forget? Literally, like quoted all the time. Uh, but yeah, I just fucking love Good Times, and I grew up on it. And you know, it's the last pick. I could not pick it. So. Of course, ones we missed: uh, Parks and Rec. Best part of that is Ron Swanson, but mm-hmm. still funny. Uh, let's keep on going down the line. Silicon Valley, which I love. Um, family Matters. Yeah. Modern Family, which was won the most awards of anything ever, but it's not the best sitcom. It had a moment. It did have a moment. It's good, but it's from not. Like, from like it's- 2007 to 2011, that thing was the thing. 
it's it's good for i don't know what else to watch i just need something in the background while i watch tiktoks on my phone yeah brooklyn 99 which i love yeah uh mash good place shout out uh oh yeah the good place we just finished our rewatch of that fantastic mash i love lucy which you said uh the larry sanders show which is extremely like the favorite among comedians Mm. actually how i met your mother boo um friends knock off master of none is that a sitcom master of none with the disease on sorry yeah oh uh veep we need to i never i never got around to it. you would love veep yeah i didn't find out about it until like right at the end of it so i was like let me let everyone forget about this and not talk about it and then i'll watch it the wonder years uh the boondocks andy griffin show dick van dyke show 30 rock which we didn't mention shout out to like all the disney and nickelodeon sitcoms yeah let's see that's uh, so raven hannah montana boy meets world you know your full houses and iCarly iconic <laughs> fuck the big bang theory no one gives a shit so hard that movie that movie that show stinks uh that 70s show workaholics boy meets world apparently shit's creek is phenomenal i haven't seen it Creek is phenomenal i keep getting past like the fit like fifth episode of that show and then forgetting to keep watching it <laughs> Admittedly, th- it, it starts out in a very weird place. Like, I think the first season was a lot of them trying to figure out where the show is going, or at least hoping it, it catches on. Because it, it hits its stride, season two, and then it, it, it's full steam ahead. But season one, is a, it's a bit of a slow start. Oh, man, there is several shows that, uh, that we have missed. It is late at night. Uh, but uh, thank you for hanging with us. If you're still watching on YouTube, I don't know why, but uh, thank you for hanging with us, even though T's ducked out, but he got his picks. Uh, if we are missing any picks that you think, leave it in the comments, leave it in our review, please hit us with a five-star review and leave. You should have drafted such and such show as well, or get us at Twitter at one take pod, Instagram at one take pod. You can find us at one take podcast on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, as well as Google Podcasts. Uh, number one podcast on Google Plus. Let's remember to say that. Jake, we're sorry that we shitted on your childhood with uh, friends. Very excited to announce that this is my last episode. I'm not even editing this anymore. I'm out. No, you don't mean that. Um, no, you don't. And uh, the the lights behind your TV are fantastic. I will say that. I didn't compliment them. That's great. 16 bucks on Amazon. Do it. Really? Holy shit. Send me the link for that. Affiliate link in the, in the description below. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dex, what are we doing? Hashtag support Florence Pugh. And also hashtag support Catherine Hahn, I guess. Jake added that. So, yeah. Hashtag we do comedy. Yeah, hashtag we do comedy. Hashtag we do comedy. Wow. What a callback. Good Lord. All right. We're out. Must be the season of the week.